Welcome to the Mummy Dearest Podcast, a podcast about the mummy movie, and that's it. Hi, this is Sloan Steele with Zachary Mellon, and we are here for the Mummy Dearest Podcast, where we unwrap your darkest fantasies about 1999's The Mummy. And only 1999's The Mummy. This is only. not this is not a Tom Cruise mummy podcast. We'll see how things go, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. It didn't happen for his film and it's not going to happen on this podcast. It's not going to happen. Was that person, was that mommy's name in Oxenamun? No, I don't believe so. Okay. I think they tried, when we can get into this, I think they tried to remake. So, you know, the mummy 1999 is a remake of the original old mummy movie. Like the Universal Studios. No, <laughs> wait, yes. Like the very, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah. thought you meant the ride. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, Zach, the ride actually came after the movie, The Mummy. <laughs> Get your facts straight. But yeah, you're right. Universal Studios, The Mummy, which I don't yeah. know. I didn't do my research on that one. When did that one no, come neither, out? Neither did I, like the 30s or something. Yeah, that's like Boris Karloff, right? Something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. So we're like obviously movie buffs over here. <laughs> We're going to get yelled at. You guys will get the, we'll get the facts to you on the uh, post show uh, unwrapping or wrapping. Um, okay. So the new mummy with Tom Cruise, we're already talking about it. What happens? It's what you happened know what? It's fine. I don't know, but it's fine. If, if this isn't what is naturally going to be talked about. We can't, we have to talk about all mummy history. It's true. And we can, it's just a quick intro to quick intro. how we're not talking about Tom Cruise's The Mummy. By only talking about Tom Cruise's The Mummy. Exactly. And so, I think everyone gets that. <laughs> everyone understands it. I think that came out in 2017, which was a bad year for everything. Um, all the years have been bad, to be honest with you. And at least since 1999. Yeah. I mean, since 1999's The what? Mummy. A hundred percent. It's been bad. Yeah. That was. And I saw that. I saw Tom Cruise's in the theater. You did? I did. I'm very surprised by this because I thought you would boycott it like a true mummy (laughs) fan would. So I was really excited that they had announced that they were doing like this universal uh, like universe where they were going to do this monster like movie. Monster mash. Yeah. And I was excited, but then it just was sickening. Like they, and they not good reference. sickening. No, and I think did you see the movie? I did. I saw I saw enough of the movie. Like I think I may have finished it, but it doesn't live in my mind. You know what I mean? No, totally. But I think at the very end they reference 1999's The Mummy. They do. I think I if I and I'm sure somebody will correct me, but I think at the very end there's like a shot of one of the books, like the Book of the Dead or something. Oh, or so they're or like yeah. so. I think so. Here's what I think happened with 2017's The Mummy versus 1999's The Mummy. They, the 1999 mummy focused on the mummy. Like they gave us a lot of the, gave us a lot of emotion. They gave us the mummy. They're like, this is the name of the movie. It's about a mummy. And like everybody else, of course, so important to the film, but it really focused on the mummy. I, right. from what I remember of Tom Cruise's mummy, which I may or may not have seen. And maybe these like memories are implanted, but I saw enough of it where it focused on Tom Cruise. So it felt like a mission impossible yeah. mummy movie. Yes. It was mission impossible set in Egypt. Yes. Which like, okay, I guess like fine. I fine, but call it that don't call it. Don't call it the mummy. Yeah. And it was like, she literally had no backstory. She was just like this mummy. monster. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like you, you got, okay. So let's, let's back up to 1999. Let's go back to Thebes, the beginning city of the dead at 1290 BC. Let's go back. Give us a recap for, for there's some people that have DM'd me. I will be blocking them. I'm so sorry to let them know this way on this podcast. I'll be blocking them, including my very best friend, Rocky Prozac Morris. Um, sorry, Rocky. Yeah. She's gone because she told me she's never seen the mummy. I don't understand. I don't understand that. I'll never forget. I'll never. So I don't know how old. What? So it was 1999. So I guess I was like 13. Um, I just I'm, 35 two days ago. Okay. So I'm, oh my God, that's right. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. I forgot much. your, I forgot your birthday. I, I that's knew okay. it because we're co-star Listen, friends. We're yeah. We're basically the Kelly and Ryan of mommy podcasts. Oh my God. Which one are you though? Are you Kelly? I think that you should be Kelly because you have the attractive husband. That is so sweet. I do have, my husband does kind of like have a Mark Consuelos vibe too. He kind of does. And I guess I have to be Ryan because I'm like always single and like, just like roaming around like Hollywood. I'm not in Hollywood though, but (laughs) where are you right now? I'm in Providence, Rhode Island. And it's like 35 degrees. You look very comfy. I love what you're wearing. It's like, thank you so much. I feel like it's, um, is it a wind? It's it's not a windbreaker. Is it? No, it's just like a nineties inspired, like super i don't know it's from fat face do you guys have fat face down there no what is fat face besides what i see when i look in the mirror <laughs> it's just like a it's like a british spot it's like a british store that came over here i guess a few years ago don't they know they're not welcome in the northeast the brits or do they not get the memo i i don't know we threw tea at them when they first arrived so i don't really i don't know if they understood that but it's like, um, get out of here like get yeah, out of here. Well, you're surrounded by house plants. You have a lovely painting of like a boat on the wall. I mean, it's very Thank you so much being served New, New England. England. Yeah. I'm being served yeah. New England vibes on a platter. I feel like I'm eating clam strips while I look at you. Okay. I perfect. Love, which I are my love favorite. Clam- We've spiraled into, cl- into clam strips and this British is, retailers. This is how it's going to be though. So people just <laughs> buckle up. Okay. So let's, like you said, take it back. <laughs> As Caroline to- Manzo said, buckle up. <laughs> So this is also going to be a podcast very heavily um, influenced and referencing Housewives, of course. It's Yeah, it's hard not to. It's hard not to. So if you're here for Bravo, stay. If you're here for The Mummy, stay. If you're here for neither, I don't know how you wound up here. But okay, so give us a rundown of the plot of The Mummy. Okay, so The Mummy. We've got multiple mummies, but there's one major mummy. There's one protagonist. However, he's fueled by multiples. So true. We're set to believe that there's this rivalry between Imhotep and Rick. Yes. But it's not just about that. No, it's about so much more. It's about so much more. We've got love, unrequited love. We've got all the love. Beauty. There's so many loves. Different there's kinds beauty. of loves. There's, there's friendship. Lo- there's 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 friendship love, familial mm-hmm. love, romantic love, all unrequited love. Unrequited love, I think, is the biggest one. And the one that I realize more is an adult. Wow. I really wait, I want to let's. I want to touch on that, but I do want to give people who've never seen it just like if we can give them the quickest, the quickest plot rundown. Okay. So basically there's a mummy who commits a crime in 1290 BC. He's sentenced to the worst burial. They've never performed this burial before because it's so bad. They've never performed it. It's so bad. But like, they, why was it so bad? Because it seemed just I, like a normal burial. What was it called? The hum die. The hum die. <laughs> The hum die. I have like really specific notes. I love um, that you wrote down the hum die. So I had to Google it too because it's spelled like not. I don't know. It was. Weird. It's not spelled like hum die. 
I mean, I mean, I'm like a Hyundai, but Hyundai. I was spelling it like an idiot, like a first grade idiot, but it's really just H-U-M-D-A-I. Like it's probably, that's, like that's how what I, it should be. That's how I thought it would be spelled. I'm, I'm well, an Egyptologist. An yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just an Egyptologist. So, okay. Um, so he, he, what he does is let's, let's tell the people what he does. Let's really break it down. Don't, okay. Let's really break it down. He, the, the high priest has Emotep. an affair, Emotep has an affair with the Pharaoh's mistress and no man can touch her. Anaxunamun is her name. And he, Anaxunamun kills herself. Were there, they, mm-hmm. these aren't spoilers. This is like the first 10 seconds of the first. Film. Yeah, exactly. She's like, fuck you. No man will touch me. I don't belong to the Pharaoh kills herself. And she's like, mm-hmm. Emotep get away. And like, you're the only one that can resurrect me, which why was, why was he allowed to just like escape or like leave? Wait, they, he didn't. Wait, what oh, he, do you mean? Okay, so like he le- oh, duh, hello. He leaves enough to go to like the city of the dead. So he brings her body to the city of the dead and then oh, wait, tries to resurrect right. her. How did he get away? Yeah, he like just like how did he get away from like the Pharaoh's guard? Yeah, because we learned in the second one that there was no way out. It was yeah. just through that like balcony. So here's anyway. the thing about the mummy, and we can also talk about this more later. This film requires you to just be in a fun, campy fantasy world where you it's can't, true, yeah. you, we can't poke at the plot holes because no, we can't. We'll never get take, anywhere. Take, yeah. take too long. It's true. It's true. Okay. So I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but he takes her to the city of the dead. Hamanoptra. Hamanoptra, city of the dead. Uh, city of, yeah, the dead. 1290 BC, he races there in a chariot with all of his priests. They lie her body down. He gets minutes away from resurrecting her. She comes back. She like takes a, little a bit. deep orgasmic breath. <gasps> exa- exactly like that. And then before you know it, the Pharaoh's guards rush in, arrest him, pause everything. They bury up. him alive with scarab beetles. And that's basically the end of the opening scene. Yes. And then we, where do, where does it go next? Like, why can't I Don't you worry. We skip to, um, we skip to 1923. It's, there's some sort of like battle going on. That battle's never really explained to me. I don't understand who's in it. So I'm like, I am a history, like every like college course I took was history, but I oh, don't I know that. what war they're fighting. Like it's, I kept like, cause World War One's over by then. Like, yeah. I don't know what. Are they just different treasure hunters? Is that. Like- I think maybe it's like some sort of like, and he's American. Yeah. So I'm not really sure like why he would be there fighting. Not clear why he's there. Who you know he's what, fighting. Who cares? Who cares? He looked good. He looked, he was 31 years old when he filmed that. Okay, he looks older than 31, but I feel I like I feel like 31 in 1999 is like a lot older than it is 47. today. 47. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like when you look at an 100%. 18-year-old today, it's like everybody's like Benjamin buttoning in different you know I what know, I'm saying? And, yeah, and like I always feel like you couldn't cat like find me a 31-year-old actor today that you would cast in like a leading male role like that. I can't I couldn't do it. I know they would cast like Jake Gyllenhaal. They would. And he's like 40 something. That's what I'm saying. So like, I don't under, it's weird because like back then they would cast all these like 30 year old actors to be these like leading men or women in some cases, much less, but Mm -hmm. thank you. It's just weird because today you couldn't find that. You would not be able to find that. You're so right. It would be Jake Gyllenhaal. And I would actually be interested in seeing Jake Gyllenhaal do this, do a performance of the mummy. I agree. It would be like Jake Gyllenhaal and a 22 year old actress. It would be like Ugh. Camilla Cabello and oh my God. <laughs> your can't. neighbor Camilla and Sean. 
I literally <laughs> was just talking about Camila Cabello the other day because she's on billboards all over Miami. And I've never seen somebody who's just her hair is always like, I just got fucked. That's her <laughs> well, only look. But by the way, I just found out Camila Cabello's hair is a perm. <laughs> I swear to God, I just I did a deep dive on this the other day. Do I am I okay that I like spent so much time doing this researching Camila Cabello's hair? Right? Because she has straight hair and she wants to look like she just got fucked by Sean Mendez, like nonstop. So she got a perm. She's like, guys, I swear we're having sex. Anyway, back to the mummy. <laughs> <clears throat> that's another podcast. Camila Cabello's hair. That's a different podcast. So now Rick is fighting this battle. Rick is Brendan Fraser for those of you who don't know. Rick is Brendan Fraser. He's fighting this weird imaginary battle. It's 1923. And my note says looking like a babe. Then the battle is like kind of over so, or he gets cornered right like next to a statue. And all of They're a sudden. They're shooting at him nonstop. And then they just are nonstop. like, we're not going to shoot anymore. 600 soldiers were shooting at him and not one of them hit him. Not one. And he doesn't even have a gun. He's running. No, he just has a loose white linen shirt on. It's nothing is stopping him. Literally like a shirt that I I wish we could describe. Like, where is the shirt from? Like what? Like it's like a shirt is from. Hold on. I can like see the name. It's probably like a Tommy Bahama. A Tommy Bahama outlet shirt. hundred percent. And it doesn't have, it can't, it can never be buttoned. It's always like mid breastbone. Yeah. And then he's wearing a leather gun holster, which is like, oh, so good. Do you know what I think? We're actually making it. I think that he wears this during the movie. And I actually think during this scene that we're talking about, he might be in a uniform. Is he? I think he might be now that I'm saying for that. what country, like what country is he it fighting does, for? There's, and like he's fighting with his friend, Benny, who's like a totally different nationality. So like, I'm not on really a sure different side. On. Yeah. Okay. This, pl- the, the plot recap is not going well because there's honestly too much nuance to really give the people it's true like you had to be there is such a yeah the energy of this film (laughs) you had to be there Um, to see it to understand it so anyway he gets to a statue they're shooting at him obviously the people who he's fighting know the myth of hominoptera and they stop shooting at him and then rick turns around he looks at the statue and the sand attacks him and forms the shape of the mummy's face this is the first time we see sand face this is this is the, the first, first time we see time... sand face or the first time we see hand sand hands? It's not, they're not sand hands. It's like the sand is like, Fighting is him. like slapping him or something. <laughs> yeah. I know this doesn't sound good so far, but it is good. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, everyone's like, what the fuck? So the sand um, is slapping him and he's fighting in a war for an unknown country. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then the camera pans back and you just see him standing in this like mummy face. It's like a, it's like the sand is built a face. Yes. Because I'm so now realizing how silly this sounds. But. It's the retelling makes you realize that this movie is crazy, but you have to see it <laughs> because the thing, the thing that this movie does so beautifully is it like combines every genre of film out there. It gives you serotonin. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. It gives you serotonin. It's bright. It's fun. It's so but fun. It's There's... also dark and it's creepy. Yeah. It's creepy. You know what? This reminds me. Let me just give you a a quick pull quote from Roger Ebert when he described this film. Are you ready? Totally. He said this. I was cheered by nearly every minute of it. I cannot argue for the script, the direction, the acting, or even the mummy, but I can say that I was not bored. And sometimes I was unreasonably pleased. There was a little immaturity stuck away in the crannies of, yeah, immaturity stuck away, even in the crannies of even the most judicious of us. And we should treasure it. 
Well, this is exactly what we're saying. That was quite a butchering of a quote. (laughs) But that's exactly what we're saying. We're saying that it's such a good movie. Even though it's bad. (laughs) Exactly. And it's not like Lifetime movie bad. No, no, no. It's, it's like really no. good. Yeah, it's like it's good. It's like a really, yeah. It's like <laughs> an actual. He's saying it's good. <laughs> no, just okay. making it sound so bad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so the let's sand go is through. attacking him. And then we meet Evelyn. She's on a ladder. She's putting books away. She's clearly a librarian. A librarian. She's clumsy. Or she's supposed to be bookish and clumsy. Okay. Let me tell you what the original script says about her. Are you ready <gasps> for her description? Do. Yeah. Okay, in the original script, her character description is literally, this is Evelyn Carnahan. We are going to fall in love with her. That's the description. That's all we needed because we did. Yeah, like you immediately are like, she's kind, she's bookish, she's so fucking sexy. I mean, ugh, she's just everything. Her eyebrows, we'll get there. (sighs) I I know, I like had like a lot to say and I just like, anyway, so sorry. (laughs) she's treated, and then we realized right away she's treated like the silly woman who works in the in the library, right? Mm-hmm. We just that's get how this, we like, treat all women, silly women. That's how we treat all women, silly little women who are just there to help. Yeah. She proclaims her self-worth to her boss. And he just says that the only reason she's working there is because her parents. Yeah. Like your mommy and daddy are rich and that's why we hired you. And, and it's, it. and she's like, um, actually I'm an Egyptologist. I know I can decipher hieroglyphics. And what is the other thing she can do? It's like, like, she's speaks- like, I don't know. She's like, she's like about to get into some to the Bembridge University or whatever well it is. the 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 Bembridge scholars keep rejecting her application we never really find out what Bembridge is do we is it a real school I'm gonna google it really fast I'm embarrassed I was like don't I'm not gonna you don't need to be because... embarrassed about Bembridge scholars okay so then she classically knocks over literally every single bookshelf in the library to prove even more that she is just a silly woman who can't even put books away right that's what she we're can't. like she can't use a ladder, can't use books. All yeah, she all she's there for is just her beautiful face Ugh, and her stunning, brains, right? Stunning face. We love that it. is like a face that I mean, I think she was also the same age. I think she was like 31 or something. God. And I yet know. she looks younger to me. I know. That face, her face is so timeless. Like when I when someone asks me like who would you want to look like in Hollywood, that's who I always pick is her. Her she's, face is just Yeah. And it only gets better and better and oh, it's like She's so she's so good. She was so good in The Favorite. Like she scared me. Oh yeah. She does not I don't think she gets enough credit for her she's such a good actress. She do, Have you seen the um Deep Blue Sea with the, her and Tom Hiddleston? No, I, not the not the shark the, movie. <laughs> Well, that's an incredible blockbuster that we can have another podcast about, but no, the, I haven't seen that. There's something called Deep Blue Sea with her and Tom Hiddleston, and she plays like an insanely depressed wife. So it's like the story the 30s. of my life. It's like the 30s. She's super depressed, but like obviously nobody takes her seriously because it's the 30s. So okay. good. She's like so good in it. Okay. That's all you need to say. And I'll Tom watch Hiddleston. It. Do you have anything to say about Bembridge? Okay. It's fake. I just looked it up. Okay, it's, perfect. That's it's all we need. It's part of the I just looked it up and it just it took me to the um mummy fandom, the Wikipedia. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> the Wikipedia. I love the internet. It gives like people are so funny on the internet. Where would we be without it? Are you just loving Not the here. internet? Not here. Not here. We wouldn't be here. Take that, Bembridge Scholars. That's my favorite. I literally have that on my notes. The cutest line. So she okay, so then we hear a huge bang, right? Yeah. from the other room and this is a moment what okay. we this room let's discuss this room that's just like off of a library 
It's off of a library. There's literal dead bodies in it. It's a full on, like, imagine you're at like the Carnegie Museum of Natural History and there's just, it's lit by torches for no reason. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Isn't the there third- electricity? Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. So for a zero reason, it's just lit by torches next to a library, which seems like really dangerous. And also it's like all of these like mummies and mummy artifacts and sarcophagi. Yeah. Yeah, Like, is it sarcophaguses or sarcophagi? It's probably sarcophagi, but I'm ready. My head went through both. I'm just ready for people to correct us. Listen, if this ever takes off, I promise you we will be corrected so often. Do you know what will happen? We're going to get a lot of, um, this movie is like cultural appropriation. We're going to have to like delve into that because we're going to get people. I have a little bit of that. Okay, perfect. We're going to address that. But we are doing a plot summary and we're only two minutes into the film. So we're not like, honestly, we, this, yeah. It's like, we're going to have to have like 18 episodes per movie. Uh (laughs) But it's just like, we have to tell you guys like what happened. So she's in this incredible room that's just like randomly off the library. And it's filled with artifacts it's true and, and this is the, the first bonk yeah and this is like the first time that we actually get like scared mm-hmm. because she's walking around and my airpods falling out but we're like walking around and then all of a sudden her brother jonathan truly frightens the audience truly he uses it one he's lying in a sarcophagus guess at this point with a mummy or whatever it is and he's just playing Why? with it just playing around with it it's like Why? A, i don't know why did he how did he get in there why did he get in there and he's like drunk i think he's really drunk and he's just like laying in a coffin and he scares the shit out of the audience yeah and his sister and she's just she's like why are you like don't you have any respect for the dead and he's like i want to (laughs) die his line is like sometimes i'd rather like to join them it's It's true yeah it's dark yeah it's dark we like laugh and move on We're like, oh my God, okay. And then she just like sits down and she's like, I got rejected by the Bainbridge scholar. She's not like, what are you doing in this coffin? No, it's she's like, like talking very... about sexism and the Bainbridge scholars. Yeah. Um, it's very fine. It's and then fine. they just it's like totally ride fine. out. They just are like, oh no, so Jonathan's then, like, I found something. The ma- They found this weird like box with a map in it and they take it to her boss who we now, we already know is an asshole. Mm-hmm. We find out later why, but he is looking at the map and he, purposely unbeknownst to them burns the map he just the burns half of to that Hamanoptra, map city of the dead where there's supposedly a treasure for jonathan and artifacts for evelyn she just wants she wants <clears throat> the artifacts jonathan is always after the riches but always the people, after the riches the people in this movie that value riches over everything else they all get their comeuppance that's another big thing in this movie yeah she says that doesn't she men like you always get their comeuppance yeah probably does yeah i think she says that exactly um so then evelyn finds out that jonathan bought this thing this like box with a map in it from some prisoner or from some guy at a prison and we then go to the prison it's dirty we see like a sexy prison rick Mm-hmm. Um, and he sexually assaults Evelyn. <laughs> he does. So this is something we do need to get into because he does give her a kiss. He thinks he's about to die. He kisses her. He's like, grabs he wanted- her face. And yeah, kisses her. he kisses her against her will. She closes her eyes, though. And not that that's consent. I would like to be very clear on that. <laughs> that's, that's not consent. <laughs> no, we're led to believe throughout the film that she liked it, but she doesn't want to admit it. Yeah, like she there's a scene later on where she's like, Oh, for heaven's sakes, girl, it wasn't that good of a kiss. 
it's that's a, the verbatim line it's such a good line like she's exactly. just like brushing her hair out in her like exactly. negligee okay so i'm just gonna let's speed this up because like we're gonna okay. be here forever he's about to hang he's about to hang she saves his life she's like i'm gonna give you money for this man exactly she saves his life she looks down at him like i'm a badass and i just saved your life yeah and obviously they come from money right so like she has the funds that right she's funding this expedition to yeah Hamanatra. and she's yeah. also to the prison guard she's like i'm if you let him out i'll split the findings with you so he's so like now we've I'm got another in. right and now we've got another member of the journey we've got we've a handful got, got of it. characters heading to Hamanatra. we've got him we didn't by the way we glossed over benny which we kind of talked about him but like he constantly fucks over rick so he like fucks over rick at the first battle and then we meet benny again once they begin their journey to Hamanoptra on the ship benny's back how does benny get there is that ever discussed he like um yeah he's like being paid by the americans to oh right okay so this is where we get them there we get into the action adventure part there's dueling americans trying to find Hamanoptra. exactly because benny and rick have both been to Hamanoptra at that opening scene battle Yes. So they're using their knowledge of where it is to make money. So this also says to me that there are like boats to Hamanoptra. They're like, hey, here's a boat ride to Hamanoptra. We're going to depart at 12, like be there, be square. Clearly people got there. I mean, like clearly they like if all of these armies got there in the beginning, clearly it's not like that difficult to get to, but they do make it seem like it's this like multi-day journey. Yeah, but it's like, I don't understand how they all ended up on the same Hamanatra ship. Like that to me, maybe that was explained. I don't know where, I know. I think we need some sort of map to figure out where that boat was going, but clearly the boat didn't make it because it was set on fire by the- Yeah, it didn't, it didn't make it. I never know where anything is in this movie. Like geographically, like I can't get my mind around it. It is like and being in a pyramid. Realize, and they, they did a really good job of making us not care. Yeah, I don't care where anything is. Right, exactly. I'm just here. I mean, then we've got Evelyn in like a soaking wet white negligee. Which should have been like, if you really think about it, that would have been clinging to her body. We could have seen everything. Everything. And you know that the director was like, put her in a white negligee. Yeah. But then he was also like, but we're not going to make it like we're going to dry it a little bit. Like, no, we would have seen her nips and bush. Like the bush would have been, it was the twenties. Like it was That's definitely. What I'm saying. We would have yeah. seen a dark, then this is where my mind just goes. Like we would have seen bush. We would have seen nips. We were all looking. We like, we, we were, were all looking. We paused it. Yeah. I drew it on my, in my fan art. I drew it myself <laughs> for our Patreon subscribers. I'll release those. <laughs> There'll be stickers. You'll send out stickers. <laughs> oh my God. Wet Imagine, Evelyn stickers. Okay. Brilliant. Okay. So anyway, they, there's like, so now we get to the part where it's like two, two teams of people looking for the lost city of Hamanoptra. And, like, and it's fun. And it's like, you know, they're, they're not like, they don't hate each other. They're just in healthy competition at this point. Every, so this is the other thing about the movie that we don't get anymore is that every single bite has elements of humor in them. Yes. And elements of fun. Like, even though they're fighting, it's fun. Like, the, the boat catches on fire because, what are they called? The Magi? The Magi. The Magi. Who's guarding, who are descendants of the Pharaoh's guards. Yes. They come on board and they're like, don't you dare come to Hamanoptra. And so they try to sabotage the mission. And as they're shooting at Rick, he's reloading his gun and... And Evie grabs him out of the way, which is like the sexiest moment to me. Yeah. So it's like number time number two that she saved his life. Mm-hmm. This this silly woman. The silly woman. Who can't do anything, has saved his life now twice. We're seven minutes into the film. <laughs> 
And she saved his life twice. And this podcast is an hour and a half long. (laughs) One time I told my husband the plot of Prisoners and it literally took me longer than the film to tell him the plot of the movie. And we're doing, we're prisonering all of our listeners. They're prisoners. I know. Should we? Okay. So what should we do? Like what? At this point, we just need to be like, they go to Hamanoptera and like hijinks occur. They go to Hamanoptera. They wake up the mummy. Shit happens. We learn that the Magi is not against everybody. They're just trying to protect the world against this mummy. The mummy is really, really, really bad. Like he has plagues. He seeks revenge. Yes. Through plagues, murder, kind of rapiness with Evelyn. But what I think is like really important to know is that the mummy, Imhotep, is doing this because he loves Anaxinamun. Yes. He just wants her back. He just wants her back. And that's all he cares about is being with the love of his life. And that's really beautiful. And we've all been there. I mean, I have like definitely thought of releasing plagues to get to the person I love. That's what I'm saying. And like, if there was a plague in between your house and Rex's school. I would do anything. Do we need to tell people more about the plot? Like, do they need to know more to enjoy it? You know, I think it it will come naturally if we just get to the points that we really want to get to. Okay, let's get to the points. You take it away. You have points to be made. So I think the main point, I think the really big point that's noticeable in this film post Me Too is Evelyn. Okay. So I remember being sitting on my blow up chair with feathers in it in my, (sighs) um, in my living room that my mom got me for Christmas, my sister and I had matching blow up furniture. Oh my God, your mom my is poor mother, an ally. She like, and she had to like pretend that she wanted it in the living room That's while we sat and played PlayStation. So and like, sweet. So then um, I remember sitting in that chair and she came home from work with the VHS of The Mummy and was like, I think you would like this. Oh my God. I, <laughs> all I, I mean, needed to see was the first line that said a handful of strangers go on an adventure. You're like, I'm in. I was like, I'm in. I think I watched that movie 600 times on that VHS. I don't even know how many times. Like, I couldn't even, I I could never find it at Blockbuster because it was always checked out. Always out. Always out. Like, you had to, like, really time it well if you wanted to get the money. And I think she bought it at, like, the grocery store, which you know that at the grocery store, they were, like, $38.99. I mean, your mom, like, really wanted you guys to have a good time. She was, I mean, my sister was not into it at all. Is she younger or older? She's two years younger and just is not into that kind of like, but I have been watching like Indiana Jones, like over and over and over and over and over. I mean, she was like, we need to watch something else. Wait, what's your, what's your favorite Indiana Jones? I think about this a lot and it's, it's tough because I like aspects of all of them, but I feel like, I feel like the one that I like the most is probably Temple of Doom. Zach, this is why we're doing this. I know. It's mine. It's mine too. And it's everybody else's least favorite. Is it really? Yeah, that's like the one that I mean, other than like Kingdom of Crystal Skulls, which like, let's forget that happened. Yeah, everybody's like Temple of Doom's the worst, but we love it because it's like the campiest of all of them. It's like the it's the most fun. It's got the most adventure, a beautiful woman. I mean, it's like then the um, what's the kid's name starts with a musical number short round. That's right. Short round. So good. This is like, like, where did he go? Anyway, where did he go? That's what I'm saying. Why wasn't he in the four? Why wasn't he traveling to Italy with them to find who knows? Anyway, who knows? We'll cover that one day. This is another thing that I think frustrates me about Hollywood is that like we have Indiana Jones, right? And instead of saying so, so 
someone was like, we need more Indiana Jones, but I don't want to make a, I don't want to make a remake and I don't want to make a sequel. Let's make the mummy. And that's what was so great about it. And today we don't see people being inspired by films. We see them like, let's make a remake. Yeah, let's reboot. And I don't want to reboot it. I want you to just take the premise of this movie. I want you to get new characters. Mm-hmm. I wanted a new story and just mm-hmm. figure it out. That's what they did with The Mummy that is so good is that, you know, Indiana Jones is such a like handsome kind of devilish, really smart. I mean, he's, like, he's a professor. He's an adventurer. He's I mean, he's like a renaissance man. He's tough. He's never really right. sweet or vulnerable. Never. And he's like bookish and also strong as fuck. Mm-hmm. In comparison, Brendan Fraser as Rick O'Connell is very, he's a himbo, like a male bimbo. Totally. He's dumb. He's like not he's smart. He's so dumb. Yeah. He's so dumb. He's a himbo. And he is tender and vulnerable and kind and really lets Evelyn lead the way, which is that's feminism, baby. Like he's You're like, right. You're right. He takes a back There's seat. There's so many, there are so many like bad, like things that we can look at with Evelyn, but there's also like, it's true. They really did. And even in the second one, which maybe someday, but they really let her like, they like let her live and they let her do what she needed to do. And I feel like that was a big wake up call. Always saved the Ben. And at the end of the movie, like usually the girl is the prize in the action movie in, I feel like in the mummy, Rick is her prize. Like she wins Rick. Like it's not like she like surrenders to him or she like, like in Temple of Doom, you know, for example, like Winnie kind of like is like, no, 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 no. And then at the end, he's like, you're mine sort of thing. Like he like gets the girl. That was always, yeah. And like, that's what's always, the women were disposable at Indiana Jones. Yes. There was always a new one. We also grew up in the era of Pierce Brosnan as Bond, which again is like, has the signature drink super debonair is intelligent is a good fight like he has it all like the renaissance Mm man yeah and again the women are disposable like literally Mm -hmm. every woman that he comes across is like murdered but with the mummy it's like no the woman the women are the stars of they they lead the movie they drive the action and they're the heroes they drive the plot yeah they drive they the like, plot yeah without an oxen moon and evelyn the mummy wouldn't happen the mummy is actually like a true feminist film it truly is yeah, there are bits and pieces that we can pick apart, but sure, you're right. For There's some problematics. But for 1999, what more do I you mean, want? I like exactly. hello, chef's kiss. Yeah. Okay, so this kind of segues us into another thing, which a lot of people wanted us to discuss, which is what happened to Brenton Fraser and where did he go after the mummy? Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot, but it brings up. You brought up me too, Brendan Fraser. Me too to someone. Not like he didn't abuse Not someone. Some yeah. no. Some he accused somebody. Philip Burke, a former president of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. In yeah. 2003, Brendan Fraser was at a luncheon for I think like the Golden Globes or something, and yeah. he was assaulted by this man and trigger warning we're going to use the word taint we we may laugh but we don't think it's funny we do not think this is funny it's just when you're reading about brendan fraser saying the word taint like you don't expect it so when you when you hear it i'm gonna do you, do you have the quote or do you want me to read the quote i have the quote Okay, why don't you do a reading of the quote? So it looks like they were going in for a hug and it says his left hand reaches around, grabs my ass cheek, and one of his fingers touches me in the taint and starts moving it around. 
Burke recounted this incident in his memoir. I guess this man has a memoir. Ew. Um, and it's called With Signs and Wonders. And it says he admitted to pinching Brendan Fraser's behind as a joke although Frazier says it wasn't a joke and he was overcome with fear and had to remove Burke's hand physically how now I don't have I mean I guess I do have a taint but you have I would say you have more maybe more of a taint yeah you have more of a taint and maybe you have more experience with taints how do you not much but like yeah so how do you get like I don't understand how deep are you groping you have to grope that's a deep. deep that's like a deep grope because I feel like you would that's not grabbing an app like if you're getting to a taint that's like you're in you're like really in you're deep in like that's you're not that's in. not a butt cheek that's no and butt cheek like the crack kind of goes down pretty far that's that's what i'm saying like and that's so, you're inserting your hand between someone's legs like 100 percent. so that's a, if that's there a was grope. if there was a taint touching then it was a very purposeful taint touching yeah i have been as someone who's been i'm a woman i've been to many clubs before this is a move that a lot of guys will do if you're wearing like a dress or a skirt which is so so fucking disgusting yeah they'll put their like behind you if a guy is like walking up behind you that you don't know he'll like he'll do that he'll swipe you up your skirt or your dress and it happens really fast like he thinks it's his like it's almost like like you're wiping a poop away (laughs) i mean yeah that's not a slap on the butt cheek. That is. It's not a, a goose. It's not like, yeah. No, that's a full grope. It's so, a full grope. So Brendan Fraser says he was groped and he, does, he doesn't come forward for years. He privately asks for an apology from this guy, from, mm-hmm. I guess, from the agency or what from happens. The, like from the Golden Globes, whatever. Like the, um, and he, he, yeah, I think he approaches like the Golden Globe, whatever association or whatever it's So called. he like kind of calls it out privately, but it is known in Hollywood right. that this has happened. Yeah. And I've like, I mean, and I'm not there. I worked at, I'm, I guess I won't say where, but like. I worked somewhere where a customer was like very suggestive to me. And I had said, and I had told. This is at Panera, um, wasn't it? This is, yeah. When I was working full time as a Panera bread baker. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I had like said something to a supervisor and they kind of were like, well, you're a guy. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Suck it up. Suck it up. So, um, how did that make you I, feel? Um, in the time I was, I'm a pretty expressive person, so I was like, "Oh, fuck yourself." But anyway, yeah. so I worked for that company for a long time after that. Anyway, but um, <laughs> you're like, "Go fuck yourself," but I do. <laughs> but need I'm my gonna paycheck. need this job. So yeah. if you could so, just okay. so anyway, um, I yeah, it sucked. But this was also before, like, this was like 2012 or 13 or something. And so being 10 years even before that, I can totally see people being like, "You're just gonna deal with it. It's the yeah. business." Right. But he also says that this was like, he thinks that he was like blacklisted from, I guess he didn't go to the Golden Globes for like 10 years after that or something. Yeah. He like wasn't invited anywhere. And he said work just withered on the vine. It just dried up. Right. And he was like, um, I have another quote where he said like the mummy movies like destroyed his body. Oh my God. From Yeah. It says he felt like a horse from Animal Farm whose job it was to work and work and work. And he said he didn't ask questions. He just did the stunts. He said that he was, and then he was sent to the glue factory essentially because he was like too old to be an action star that literally makes it makes me when i think about brendan fraser it like makes me want to cry like i'm i i feel like my like throat getting tight thinking about him because he was probably he was i know because i feel like he was almost like he was almost like treated and correct me if this is an incorrect uh analogy analogy. 
almost like a young hot model like female model who then gets old and has to just go away and like die in a under a porch like a cat (laughs) um (laughs) i mean it's true his wife left him yeah and it says that he was stopped together yeah continue no it, it just it says that he was put together with tape and ice and he was like building an exoskeleton just so he could like do these stunts for these movies and it is bizarre because the next time we see him as you and I discussed a few days ago is season three of the affair oh my god and what a what a this is where I get upset because the internet was so cruel to him because like some pictures came out of him I think probably before the affair came out I would assume where he just like you know, he's older. He's an he's older. He's not in um starring in a Hollywood blockbuster shape and which is very hard to do. Okay? It happens. Like it happens. Like time comes for all of us. It's coming for you, listener. Sorry, honey. And like people were like, ew, Brendan Fraser, so gross. And no, you don't, no. don't talk about Brendan Fraser that way. It's horrible. Can you imagine like one person, if one person like doesn't think I'm funny, like it, I shut down for like days. I go into like, I don't even know what that feels like. So (sighs) I can only, I mean, so I know like that. And you know, it wasn't like the best look on him on that season of Showtime's The Affair available on Amazon Prime, but like, I just watched it. I can't believe we both just watched it. That's so weird. So it's weird because like I was watching it in real time when it first started and then I stopped watching it. And right when you texted me, I had just finished catching up like that with the whole show. That is so weird. But yeah, mm-hmm. so Brendan Fraser is in it and he plays, well, first you think he plays a creep, but he actually ends up playing Sweet Boy. I just ruined yeah. that for everybody. Sorry. Well, sorry. It is what it is. It um, is what it is. And the show came how out. How many like, people really are watching? That's what I'm saying. And like how many people are, it was but a really good show. It just kind of got weird, right? It just like is, I, I've kind of given up on it because I'm just like, what the fuck is like these people are. And he was basically much. like every movie he was in he just was supposed to look good yeah which i don't think like many men again correct me if i'm wrong if you can think of someone else but i don't think many men in hollywood are treat are treated that way i think they're treated so much better than women in those circumstances and he he almost is one of the yeah he always was just the himbo the himbo like georgia the jungle airheads texted me an hour ago and said 90s Brendan maybe not an hour because we've been doing this for four hours but he said, <laughs> <laughs> this person said 90s Brendan Fraser was the star of all of my pregnancy sex dreams and now he's the star of your podcast oh my god that's so sweet and I know and you know I think that that's a lot of people he was this six-pack abs Boiled up. Gorgeous the jungle. So gorgeous and sweet. Like you always, everything he does, it's just like the sweetness comes off of him, which is why when you see him in the affair, you're like, holy shit. Whoa. Like when you first see him, it's scary. And I'm like, I don't like this Brendan Fraser. He's a really good act. He's actually a good actor. I know. Apparently he's going to be in the newest. So I just read something that came out like a few months ago. Apparently, he's going to be the lead in a Darren Aronofsky film coming I out. I saw that. We're having a a, a Brennersance, a Brendan really a Fraser Fraser's. A... We'll think of something more clever. We'll think Maybe of we won't. We'll get back to you. And who... Maybe we won't. Who knows? Who we knows haven't even gotten to how hot Evelyn gets. I know, but um, we need to just like this is Brendan. This is about justice for Brendan. It I, really is. I think She's Hollywood still, is ready. Hollywood is so ready. I think we're ready. And obviously, when this Darren Aronofsky film comes out, we're going to have to talk about Brendan again. Um, and I think this podcast, which will very clearly be, you know, Brendan the most will listen to podcast on of 2021. Uh, yes, yeah. 
Brendan will be like, oh my God, thank you. I'm going to send this to Hollywood and everybody will listen to it and they'll know mm-hmm. that I should be in every movie again. A hundred. Yeah. We're ready. Like his ex-wife keeps asking him for a million dollars a year. And he's he like, he doesn't have a million dollars. Like it says celebrity net worth says his net worth is $20 million. It's like, let this man what? live. Is it, be- is it because we're just renting the mummy over and over and over again? I know it's, that's what I'm doing. We are because keeping this man afloat. No, I, he's got some money. He's got to have some money. He was also in a like money. A, he was in like a '90s movie that I can't. Oh my god! Write. Remember Dudley Do Right? He was so good in that. Was that even Dudley him? Do-Right. Or am I yes, like it having? Was him. No, it was him. He was a Mountie. Yes, he was yeah. Dudley Do Right. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, this poor man. This poor man, like he was a 90s icon and then just like cast aside because he's because he stood up for himself and he was like, this isn't right. And people were like, shut up. What an example. And like now, now we're like, no, it's time for Brendan to have justice. It's true. This is. Yeah, I know. So we got that. We got that out of the way. I think everyone understands that we think that Brendan should have justice. And yes. I think that this should be shared on all platforms just so everyone knows that Brendan should have justice. justice. We need him to have justice. We can say it again. Like justice for Brendan Fraser. Just hashtag Justin for I just for president. <laughs> Justin for president. We're going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the sexual awakening that this movie gave to all of us because the cast is, let's talk about sexual, sexual harassment and just segue right into sexual objectification. And let's objectify everyone in the movie. Everybody. Okay. Let's go. I have been in therapy recently talking about how I believe I am bisexual. <laughs> Didn't mean to laugh, but I thought you laughed, but I am. Laughing. I did because I've also, the um, pandemic threw me into heavy therapy, weekly heavy therapy. Yeah. I think it threw all of us. And I was yeah. like, I think I'm bisexual. Yeah. And but then I isn't was like, everybody. That's what I think. But then I was like, maybe I just hate, I hate straight men. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's... That, so then I'm like, maybe I'm not bisexual. So that's well, what I'm dealing think- with. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, we all go. Yeah. I feel like that's a normal therapy topic. Yeah. Right. Like, but I was like, when I was little, I was attracted to every person in this film. I was like, I want to have sex with Brandon Fraser. I want to have sex mm-hmm. with Avalyn, Rachel Veitch. Is it Veitch? That's how you I, 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 for, I wanted to ask you how we were going to pronounce it before we started recording, but I think we're just going to- We'll go with Veitch. Or Rachel. Or, yes, yeah, let's okay. just call her Rachel. Yeah. Or Evelyn. We or might Evelyn. refer to her as Evelyn in the, from the movie. We're just going to- You guys just have to keep up, okay? This is not our, our responsibility. Um, then we've got <laughs> Noxuna Moon, the sexiest, beyond. She's literally nude. Literally nude, covered in body paint. Exactly. Like, and then when she's not in body paint, she's just in like skin tight beaded ensembles. Oh, wait, is that mummy too that she's in the beaded gown? The yeah. Be- like the black one? Yeah, that's mummy too, right? Yeah, where she's like an actual human and she's yeah, like, she's uh, like a human. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can't, why do I, why can I not remember what she's like wearing in the mummy one? Because in the mummy, she's only a human for the first like 10 minutes and she's literally in body paint and like a Princess Leia, like she looks so good. Skirt thing. I mean, it's like a the women in this movie, yeah. Poof. Okay. And then listen to this. Hold on. Then I have something about where the hell the hot, what's the hot guy's name? Ardeth Bay. Ardeth <laughs> oh yeah. Bay. He seems to be the, I think that he almost is like the, the one that everybody goes for. We didn't like on the, yeah. We didn't really tell anybody who he is. He's the head of the Magi. Magi yeah. Am I saying that right? 
Yeah. Okay. And I mean, so he yeah. he's played by actor Oded Fair. Listen to this. It says director Stephen Summers opted to only give him a few tattoos, feeling actor Oded Fair was too handsome to cover in ink. He was also meant to die in the final battle, but Summers fell in love with the character and decided to let him live. Like that's how hot this guy is. You do not put a bumper sticker on a Bentley. Thank you. That's so accurate. They were like, no, we need him. So he just has like a little bit Those like of tattoo. eye tattoos. Yeah. yeah. Which just make him like, okay, sexier. Oh, everybody yeah. in that film. I want, I want to sex with everyone. I know. It's a bizarre, weird orgy fantasy that like everyone's going to have. Maybe not Benny, but like whatever you're into. Like I'm not going to judge Even anybody. Benny. Like honestly, there's something about Benny. He seems wild, honestly. Like he would like, I feel like Benny's the kind of guy that would like, I don't want to be like I, true, gro- like, like too like gross. Crass, him, but, yeah. like, well, but I'm going to be. <laughs> I feel like he would go down on you for like hours. He probably like, would because that. he knows that he, yeah, because he knows that he needs to like. Really put in some effort. It, yeah, he needs to put in some effort. So okay. I think that's, yeah. Who would you like to make love to the most in that cast? So the funny thing is, is like, I think I said this to you. There are so many movies that I think I said Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Hottie um, cast. That cast is like ultimate. Stacked. Stacked hot. Stacked snacks. Oh, it's like um, a hot, a hottie buffet. So in The Mummy, it would be Evelyn. Okay, that's beautiful. So it's weird because like the mummy is like the least, it's probably like the least homoerotic one for me. Okay. Very interesting. No, that's what I, and that's what I I think is interesting. I think that you can watch Pearl Harbor and be like Josh Harnett from 2001 is like the Mecca. Oh my God. I mean, talk about, but then you watch the mummy from two years prior and you're like, no, wait a minute. I do. It is, it is is the, the woman. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, don't bring that up in therapy. I mean, that's honestly all I bring up in therapy is like me talking about (laughs) wanting to fuck Rachel. You're like, tell me if I'm bisexual. Yeah. And my my therapist is like, well, you're wearing a shirt that says I'm a bisexual. So maybe you are. Maybe you. And honestly, you you can do whatever you want. You can. And like, here's the thing that I realized, like when I was little, I was like, oh, I have like a girl crush on like an actress or like a girl at school. I'd be like, she's so cool. I have a crush on her. And then I'm like, no, I actually like wanted to like date her and be with her and like be in her arms it's That's yeah what i realized that it wasn't just like right i wasn't just like wow she's cool i was like no i wanted, I wanted yeah like to be were you dressing her. like them because you thought they were cool or were you dressing like them because you thought that they were hot and that's um, the thing. Like, like that's it was all that, of it. Like there was this, I'm saying. There was this one girl in like my Sean high school. Like Sean from Boy Meets World. Oh my God. I did. See, I loved him too. But then also like Topanga. I want to run my hands through her middle hair. Part. I think you just liked a middle part. Okay. We're actually hitting on something here because Brendan Fraser also has a middle part so in Josh The Mummy. Hartnett. So did Josh Hartnett. And by the way, he's in that Penny Dreadful show and he is just getting better with age. I mean, like. Is he? Oh. I haven't watched it. Oh. <gasps> Like a fine, fine wine. Fans of The Mummy, please watch Penny Dreadful, okay? It is everything you like. Okay, where where do I find it? I don't know. On the internet, on... It might be on on Netflix. Okay. But it's literally just about like Frankenstein and vampires and Van Helsing and Dorian Gray. And like, it's just set in Victorian times with um, Ava Green hot babe babe oh babe and josh James hartnett Bond. correct and yes. timothy dalton from another favorite beautician in the beast do we love that <laughs> i mean we should actually do a podcast about beautician in the beast just does anyone i just wanted to let everybody know that if you have co-star it tells you like your how you're supposed to like match with these people and you can friend people and match with them and i just want everyone to know that what they're listening to right now is quote unquote a potential magical 
relationship or I'm I'm paraphrasing but it's true so beautician and the beast are you kidding I I know it's like by the way it's on um it's on HBO max right now that's really good to know I know not that I even need to watch it like it just plays in my mind like basically on a I have not seen it like in a very long time okay well you need to literally hang up soon and you need to go watch it because it's just as good as you remember it's just the nanny set in a fake east russian country it's like the nanny went on vacation yeah like the nanny's yeah. like i'm gonna be a nanny somewhere else right it's like the christmas <laughs> special almost yeah <laughs> oh my god it's like a christmas special i love that yeah okay anyway we digress oh, fran drescher's so fucking hot yeah no that's she another the 90s fran drescher are you kidding me the nanny is another bisexual awakening show because you have mr sheffield so hot then you have the nanny so hot and like honestly cc like cc big was next lesbian big lesbian top energy do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. Oh, okay. What? Anyway, and honestly, if that show were out now, she would have been a lesbian. Oh, she was a lesbian. She yeah. did not understand her. She would have a hundred percent been a lesbian if that show. Aired yeah, because today. didn't she end up dating Niles? Yeah, which was like no. who was? That's. I mean, I mean, that's another one where it's like, that's what I'm how saying. am I feeling? I'm feeling something. I'm feeling a weird grandpa. <laughs> Like, right, I don't feel that way about, like, when I think about, like, Will and Grace. I don't want to fuck anyone on that show. I agree. No, you're 100% right. I don't want to fuck anybody on Friends. No. I want. Well, Jennifer Aniston a little bit. Those nips. Always hard. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's neither here nor there. But they were always hard. Why? They were always hard. I don't know. I don't know she why. did. It was the 90s. I don't know. Ugh, she was so, okay. She was really hot. But I still want to have sex with her in the way that, like, these other movies were a bisexual awakening for me. Like the mummy really was yeah, something yeah. so special. How could you not be bisexual after lying eyes on the cast of the mummy? You like that, that gives you everything you need to know about. Without any nudity. There's no nudity. There's no None. sexuality in that movie. None. Other it's... than like the mild relationship between Rick and Evelyn. You're like hoping for a kiss. Like all you want is for them to kiss. It's there's, Honestly, the kisses are so erotic in that movie because they're you just, so soft. They're so soft and so sweet. Oh my god, it's like making me horny thinking about their soft, <laughs> beautiful kisses. <laughs> their the lips mummy. are just so soft and like Brendan Fraser's pillow lips. Stop his it. eyes. Mm. God, and that so like dreamy. tan. I know. Do you think they made him go tanning for like weeks before they? even started that movie he has skin cancer from the mummy from how much they made him lay out in the sun that's what that's what he was talking about when they were like they ruined his body it's that like honestly he said he was like taped up with tape with like ice what does that even mean okay do we have like other things to just i mean we have a lot to discuss okay no i wanted to i just wanted to touch on the fact and we're kind of i guess this is kind of contradicting what we've said but i couldn't get a ton of information on this but apparently rachel who plays evelyn um made just over one million pounds for the mummy returns or the mummy allegedly while like Brendan she... Fraser, yeah well brendan fraser made 5.5 million okay well i'm not i'm, I'm yeah. not enjoying that i know so that's what i felt like needed to be known and honestly if anyone finds some sort of like information that says that that's wrong then that's fine that's all i could find and i feel like that's i felt like that needed to be that needs to be said maybe we that could get her we can maybe get her paid somehow 
I wonder if she got like a cut of the film. Sometimes they do that. They get like a cut. I think like there was some sort of like someone might have donated their money. or I think that there was some sort of talk about it at the time. Maybe Keanu Reeves donated like his salary or something. I know. Or a lot of people donate. Have you been watching the um, Alan versus Pharaoh? No. Is it good? You have to. You have to watch it. I know. I do. I do. I'm like, I need to, I need to, I, I need to sit down and just do it. I've been watching it's The Affair so for like no reason and not watching. It's tough. The Affair, like the first two seasons of The Affair are so good and it gets like super weird. But yeah, then the, the last season, like the last half of the last season is good. Okay. All right. Oh, well, I'll get, I'm going to watch Alan Farrow and maybe we'll do, listen, even though this podcast is called Mummy Dearest, it's probably going to just like when Zach and I want to discuss something, we're just going to hop on here and be like, okay, this is what we're discussing now. We can just unwrap it. Unwrap it. We'll just do an addendum. Every episode will be an addendum to this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I need to discuss something else very important about this film is the director. I think he's the writer and director, Stephen Summers. So he was also the director for the movie Van Helsing, which is another one of my favorite films. Now Um, that I know that, I'm going to really revisit it. That's what I'm saying. Like, so this guy, this guy, Stephen Summers, what he had, he made the last great American action adventure film in my mind. The Mummy was the end. Yeah, I agree. At the end yeah. of an era like every set piece on that film feels like you're at universal studios like going yeah. on a ride it was it's made not, for that yeah and it's like you can tell it's foam but it still is perfect it looks in beautiful your mind. it looks yeah. so beautiful but it's like the way the film is made is just it's a, such a fun romp yes. no film does that anymore like action films now the the tonality is like very serious yeah or it's like you're only your only films are like really serious adventure action films or really serious like mcu avengers like or it's marvel like, films um, or too funny so like then there's that movie yeah. with like um what's the the jumanji like sequels i exactly it's like that's it's like too almost funny. too campy yeah, yeah it's like right it's I a comedy some- Yes, it's a comedy. It's not an action adventure film, which is why I'm kind of excited. And I've been excited for Emily Blunt and The Rock to be in this Jungle Cruise movie. Have you? Yes, I think we might get a taste of Mummy in there. It looks like there could be some sort of vibe. They like I don't know how they can ever recapture that and put that in a film. It's why. Well, what don't about they the Pirates of the Caribbean films? So this is an interesting point. I have seen. Speaking in... of bisexuality, I mean, let's go there. <laughs> Kara Knightley in any period piece costume is like, you don't even know the Pandora's box that you could open with what you just said. Okay. Open it up. We have time. We I I can split this into two podcasts. People can listen or not listen. That's true. Go for it. I feel gross talking about Kara Knightley in Pirates of the Caribbean because I think she was like 17. Yeah. She was young. So I'm going to like refrain, but fair enough. You get it. Like you get it. Um, Like you guys know what we're saying. You get it. Um, this podcast is, this podcast might be problematic because we are like, are we like contradicting ourselves? Like, uh, no, it's fine. That's how that's life. That's how life is though. Right. Yeah. It's like, we're just doing it on a public forum. Yeah. We're just, we're just (laughs) letting all of our inner thoughts come out so people can then call us out on it. If they need to, when we run for like public office. Just call us out on it. Don't cancel us. No, don't cancel us. We are. We're not trying I'm to be here canceled. To learn. Yeah, we want no. to learn. If we've said something that you think is not right and we need to address it, we are open to learning. 100%. 
if you're an Egyptologist and you're listening to this and we pronounce things wrong, just, you know, like add hum-dai. us. Humdai, just add us. Is Humdai real? Yeah. Did I ask you that? You didn't ask me if it was real, but I did Google it. And I think I saw it like in a script thing. It was, I don't think it was a real thing. All right. So, yeah. Okay. Should we, is there like other stuff we need to cover? Because I have some like question and answer sessions from like go fans it. of the show let's do it um let me just like go through my list oh my husband said something very funny um S- steven summers the writer director also did van helsing mm-hmm. um benny in the mummy is igor in van helsing and when i told this to my husband he said wow they're like de niro and scorsese <laughs> <laughs> which made me laugh anyway shout out to my husband you're so lucky yeah he's really funny <laughs> He was just like always coming in with those hot takes. Okay. I wrote in my notes here. My notes are so fucking crazy, but I just want to maybe like end the discussion of the mummy on this and you can do whatever you want. The mummy is a movie for everyone. It somehow spans every genre. It's action, horror, romance, comedy. We just watched it and it still holds up. It's like over 20 years old, right? Mm -hmm. Anaconda, Congo, and more recently Van Helsing. They're like the last bastion of the action adventure movies where there's like actual adventure to be had. Those movies defined my early, late, you know, like 10 through 14. For Chicago, Amy, good gorilla, Amy, good gorilla. Hold on. What's um when Laura, is it Laura Linney, right? Oh, it's, it sure is. When she says, when she says like, oh my God, she's like, we've got a perimeter of machine guns lined up. Mile, I don't. I'm like paraphrasing it. She's like, if anything gets a mile within this perimeter, get ready for the Fourth of July. Oh my God, Laura Linney in Congo. I need to watch that. I have like a list of movies I need to watch now. We need to see it again. Yeah, we need to. Okay, so I think this podcast is actually just going to turn into a let's rewatch all of our favorite movies from our childhood and see how they hold up. Yeah, we'll tell people here's the next movie we're going to watch and discuss. Yep, and then they can watch it and listen. Like Congo has got to have aged so poorly right oh my god it's probably so bad but like i will love it amy good gorilla but like for people that like didn't grow up with that they're gonna be like what the fuck is this remember like the weird like zombie white gorillas gorillas? yes yeah it was like war of the world with like the eloys and the morlocks (laughs) Like the two different. It was like um yeah, it was like uh Planet of the Apes, but like it was so oh weird. Man. What a weird movie! But again, that is a weird concept. A really weird concept. Michael Crichton movies from the '90s. Like we definitely need to address them. Mm-hmm. We definitely need to do like an Anaconda deep dive. I go into loved that. that movie. That movie is fucking incredible. I feel like I could speak. Yeah, no, I love. We could that speak movie. on that. Yeah. Again, going back to the Mummy, those movies still don't have the fun tenderness that the Mummy has. Yeah. No, you're right. They still the, don't. Anaconda's dark. Anaconda's dark. John Voight when he holds up. When John Voight says the babies. So tiny, so lethal. I got chills thinking about it. Baby bird. Baby bird. Baby bird. (laughs) Everything he says in that movie. He says, he goes, Spirito Santa. (laughs) Angelina Jolie stopped talking to him because of his performance in Anaconda. (laughs) She had to distance herself. That performance was so fucking wild. What was he trying to do? He was... He wanted to like show everyone up in that movie. He was like, I am getting a fucking Oscar for this movie. Oh my God. Was Ice Cube just like the 
fuck is this guy doing? Like, what uh, is happening? He probably stayed in character the whole time. JLo was like, back the fuck up. This is my movie. This is my ass's movie. This is my ass's movie. Owen Wilson's in it. Like, what a cast. Owen Wilson. I know. Oh, somebody wrote to me and they like on, okay, so let's do the, the Q&As because people had questions. Yeah, let's do it. But okay. somebody mentioned Owen Wilson and I'm like, I don't think he's in this movie. Who did they think it was? I don't know. Okay. Somebody said the actor who looks, this is, I would read their um, Instagram name, but their name is literally pig with 400 G's. So they said the actor who plays the mummy looks like Billy Zane and I wish it were him. That's fair. That's something that I felt like we needed to touch on too, because it, so I guess I never thought it was Billy Zane because I was like, I'm like the biggest Titanic fan. I mean, he looks just like Billy Zane. And if we could get Billy Zane in that outfit, I think that that is something American needs. Those white guys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people are like, where the fuck is Brendan Fraser? We covered that. Skos Geed asked, is it based on a true story? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it is. Okay. Your special Daniel just has a comment. Summary. White man murders dozens of local people in an attempt to steal priceless relic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Again, not a question, but Billy Zane is not in that movie and that blew my mind. And then Gogo Speed Racer <laughs> says, Owen Wilson is an unsung hero of this gem. Agreed, because he's not in it. If that person could just maybe message back and be like, and let me know who you think. I'm going to message him and be like, who do you think? Who did you think? Yeah. (laughs) Who is, who's Owen Wilson in this movie? I agree. He's an unsung hero. Do you think that, so there is that American guy who I, you know, there's the three Americans who steal the scarab jars or whatever they are. Oh my God. I, yeah. I wonder if it's that blonde one. I think he's thinking that Owen Wilson is in this movie, but he's actually picturing Owen Wilson in Shanghai noon. I'm really glad you said that because that's very clear that that's what's happening i think that's what happened there which like (laughs) it happens to us all little tiny fried eggs cute name Hmm, wants to know omg are you going to bring up the ride i've been on the ride because i've never been on the ride honey honey are you serious the last time i was in disney disney like that area was probably like 1999 okay you were there before it happened that's the the thing and then i went to like disneyland i've been to disneyland in los angeles since then but Okay, no. So the mummy ride is it's an universal, yeah. Yeah, and it's so lit. So you're like obviously like going to the city of the dead, and all of a sudden, guess who shows up? Emotep, and he hijacks your ride, of and he hijacks he your shit, and he's like, "I'm gonna take you on a crazy adventure." And there's fire, and you get like hot. It's scary. It's so scary. This is a very good point. Batmanon says, "Why did they continue to make movies after the perfect film, The Mummy, was released?" I don't know. They shouldn't have. I don't no and it really is a perfect film yeah oh this is not nice underscore grimothy asked why benny look like that (laughs) that's just what benny looked like he doesn't look like that in real life he needed eyeliner clearly he needed a little bit of under eye concealer he also needed that yeah stuck in schneider said but like what's anoxin moon's backstory i think we kind of covered that but we could probably we'll go into that more is she she's the wife of the pharaoh right and but yeah yeah, we can there's a mistress sorry i screamed at you (laughs) Wait, she's the mistress? She's not the wife? She's the mistress. No one could touch the mistress. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of that backstory in the second movie. Yeah. So we'll get into that on the next podcast if you guys want to hear that. So let me read you a couple more. Joni Fresh says, at the risk of sounding boomery, they really just don't make action movie or adventure movies like they used to. I don't think she sounds like, or he sounds like a boomer. I think they sound like a millennial. Yeah. Oh, Joni has also ranked the films and I agree with her completely. First movie, Goat, greatest of all time. Perfect. Second movie, serviceable, fun, correct. 
third movie all caps rude we do not claim it's rude it was selfish and egotistical and although i think that we i think we do need to talk about it but what do we need to talk about i think i haven't seen it in a really long time i think i think we might need to watch it okay watch it we'll watch it let's see what the response is to this if people have made it this far yeah congratulations this girl's gonna get blocked i'm so sorry or or boy or whoever you are i'm sorry i should not assume your gender they said and i'll leave them anonymous because i don't want them to receive okay you know thousands of hate mail but they said i'm right. tired i'm tired of being told brendan fraser is hot i didn't believe it then and i don't now that wrong you selfish egotistical piece of shit yeah we're sorry like you're a fan and i respect your opinion but that's a wrong opinion you can um, have your opinion but it's wrong yeah i don't know what this means Ninny Halholm says, I can look at Severus mm-hmm. Snape though. Well, maybe it was because that baldy was naked. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. I don't know. Go for uh, it. Why, everybody says, why is everyone in that movie so hot? Because. That's just like it. And then someone said no remakes. I don't know what that means. We don't want a remake. We don't want oh, to Or are they saying it. no remakes question mark or no remakes period? They just said no remakes. That was the end. No. And, okay. No punctuation. So And then no punctuation. So I don't really know how okay. to read that. This is really good. Nat Spy 20 has a crossover idea. Are you ready for this? I'm yeah. Rick and Evie run into Indiana Jones when they are both trying to steal the same artifact. Indiana is a smooth talker and flirts with Evie every time they meet. Rick finally confronts him, but Indiana confesses that it's him he's after and they kiss. They all live as a happy throuple searching for treasure for the rest of their days. Also, Evie tops them both. Yes. I think that like Indiana wishes in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. You okay. I mean, somebody said, I want to talk about Rachel White's makeup design and eyebrows for this film. A timeless look from no time ever in history. <laughs> Such a funny <laughs> comment. <laughs> I feel, I feel like that's something I wrote down too because they she goes from this bookish frizzy haired thing right and she's still hot don't get me wrong but then yeah. she falls off the she jumps into the boat because she can swim if the occasion calls for it and then they find this like village this like market and first of all there is like a weird prostitution joke made about how they're gonna like trade Evie yeah. for camels or something whatever sure. and then Evelyn comes out of this tent in this oh. traditional Egyptian garb and should we call got, that traditional maybe we should have it's okay we probably should because I know nothing about anything Egyptian garb she comes it's out a, in a get in a get up to be in yes. an egyptian quote get up which she's wearing a veil and i'm pretty sure you're not supposed to be able to see your face with the veil That's but the hers thing. is it's see-through like... <laughs> <laughs> it's a mesh it's veil. like people with like those masks that are oh my god but, like, um... it's like lana del rey at her meet and greet with like the yes. mesh pearl mask yes it's a dark paradise yeah so (laughs) i think that she comes out the whole point is so she looks hot yeah i mean she did i guess she's got like tons of eye makeup on and her smoky eye in that film is like quite something they gave the same one to benny her on that camel her on the camel oh my god when she walks out in that outfit (laughs) (laughs) when she when she walked out i was watching it with paul and I go, I go, oh, this is the scene. This is the yeah. scene where I was like, oh shit, Rachel. And she anyway. wins. She wins that race. Oh my God. She's so good. Somebody just wrote Emotep and all caps. Yep. Somebody else just said, just drop $14.99 on the digital download. I don't give a fuck. Still, still your boy. You shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't. That's the best. Although it's, I will say it is on HBO. Um, it's on HBO right Max. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Somebody want to discuss the scarabs, the scarab beetles. Scooper 212. Mm-hmm. Cooper 212 says, just saying I'm here for this. And I love how cats were wielding their powers pre-internet. 
such a good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Egypt was like super into cats. Thank you they for coming like, to my history lesson. They were- <laughs> wow. They were really scared of them, weren't they? Well, yes. that's what we learned in the movie. Yeah. So that's another, we didn't really discuss this. Brendan Fraser's fighting technique is just to scream at things. Scream, shoot, and throw a cat. Yeah. Which like yeah. is, is actually my order of operations. If someone ever breaks into my house is what I will do. I think that's, do you have a cat? I have a cat. I don't have a gun, so I'll get one. <laughs> With your stimulus check? Oh my God. I, ugh, I'm married. So I don't even like get a stimmy check. It sucks. Oh my God. I know it's really sucks. I've been unemployed for so long. People not anymore. are, not I mean, anymore. this podcast is, we're going to get a full time job. We're going to get a lot of money from this, I think. <laughs> Oh, this person's really lucky. R. Brian 1015 says, this is amazing. In middle school, my sixth grade English teacher played this movie once a week for the last half of the school year so he could read his newspaper. Well, that sounds like not a good teacher, what? but also a great teacher. What a legend. Such a legend. And then Mr. Y8S, uh, the most famous quote for True Mummy fans, look who's on the wrong side of the river. I am so glad that that person said that because that was like such a guttural reaction to someone who's so annoying and you just want to scream at them the one thing they did wrong. Have We've all been there. We've all been there. Why does Benny get so many chances? I think we all have someone in our lives that we, honestly, I the don't Benny. know I'm saying that because I can't stand people who do one wrong thing, but like I- <laughs> You're like, and I'm putting you in a sarcophagus um, with some scarab beetles. <laughs> Goodbye. But you're right. They must have been really close friends at some point. We do need to delve into like the backstory there. I would love a backstory of that. It's just now they can't play their own characters because it's been 39 years. I'm going to get, I'm going to get famous. I'm going to go to Hollywood. I'm going to track down every single person involved in this film. And I'm going to ask them to give me a Benny Rick backstory miniseries Perfect. spinoff. That's my life plan. If we can just get the director of this film on this podcast, I think that's basically all we would need. How hard could that be? I don't think it's that hard. I'm going to ask my dad because my dad works with like a lot of celebrities. He does. He's a financial we can planner. Start at the, we could start at the top and just work our way down. I'm going to get a meeting. I'm going to get a meeting with them. Even Um, if it's Alex from the the second movie, The Boy. I feel like that is doable. We could get him. We could get him. As long as people have like under 500,000 followers, I feel like it's easy to get. So I wanted to to try to tag Benny on Instagram because I was like, oh, he'll definitely like, he's not, he's not too famous. Like he, we could get him. Exactly. He's not on Instagram. So I was like, this is a fruitless pursuit. So I don't know what to do. I'll tell you something. Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell are my dad's neighbors. Perfect. So what I'm going to actually do is ingratiate myself to Kurt and Goldie. Yeah. I will go over to Goldie's house. I'll she be invited over for them. a drink. Mm-hmm. If she doesn't know them, what I'm going to do is I will slip something into her drink. Again, this is not this is not consensual, but it's she alleged. closed her eyes. She closed her eyes. So, so that was my guess. And mm-hmm. then I'm going to steal her phone mm-hmm. and use her finger or I guess her face to unlock it. She probably yeah. has like an iPhone 5. I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a flip phone even. So you might have like a Nokia. We don't know. Yeah. I'm going to go through her phone book and I'm sure she's got somebody in production involved with the mummy. on there. Seven degrees of mummy cast. And I'll somewhere. be, and I'm going to call as Goldie and I'll be like, hi, it's Goldie. Hey, it's Goldie. Um, I want oh, to talk to you about the mummy. Hey, hey, it's, hey Kurt. it's Kurt. <laughs> so we could do our next episode. We'll do it as Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell and we'll be interviewing somebody involved in production perfect. on the mummy perfect because the whole mummy like cast will be like oh goldie and kurt have a podcast i would love to be on that 
okay, so this is actually what we need to do. So I'm going to have Who's, to go to, I'm going to okay. go to my dad's house and I'm going to secretly live there and then just, I guess, befriend, break in and become, you know, Palm Springs, totally you can get a round trip flight right now for like $200 to Palm Springs from the East coast. Okay. I'm out of here. Like, okay, And that concludes the mummy podcast. I feel like we've unwrapped this <laughs> It's like literally, it's Thursday now. I guess we, t- time doesn't. <laughs> we have, op- we read from the Book of the Dead and now we're stuck podcasting for. Amunde um, uh, speaks of the night and of the day. <laughs> I feel like there's more we could have done, but like ha- we can't have a nine hour podcast about. Here's what we're going to do. If you've made it this far, write in and tell us what we didn't cover and we'll cover it when we <laughs> talk about the mummy too. Returns. Yeah. Who's editing this? I'm going to be editing this. <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> no it's gonna be good i have to i'm just gonna be listening to this like a lot i'm probably just gonna like literally put up this whole thing from the time when we couldn't figure out if we should skype or not <laughs> to the end when i forget to hit like end call like the text messages and everything like yeah i'm gonna give the, yeah it's an interactive experience for fans of the show yeah so i mean i i can't think of anything is there anything else in your notes you want to cover i i don't th- I mean, maybe if there's something at the very end, just to like wrap it up, let me see. Like, I guess that's it. I mean, Jonathan must go inside of his robes to fetch the key. <laughs> we didn't even get to the <laughs> end. I felt like that was like kind of sexual, but um, we didn't even get to the end of, we didn't even finish the description, the plot. Anything. So basically like, should spoiler alert, they defeat the mummy. They read from the book of the living to take away his soul. But Brendan Fraser, who plays Rick, doesn't even know that he is he's like, I thought you were going to kill him. And he's walking toward him. And she just says, and nobody says anything. He just sticks a sword into the mummy. And then he turns to Evelyn and she says, he's mortal now. So good. And he descends into this creepy tar pit of hands. Yeah. I don't want to go um, to that. And he then says, death is only the beginning. Oh, that's how you end a show. That's how you fucking end a show. That's how you end a movie. It's how you end a podcast. And then there's like a desert kiss, of course. There's always a desert kiss. They they run out of the pyramid because it's collapsing. Benny's grabbing all he can. They're running so fast. Evelyn looks so hot running through the sand and her heels and her silky negligee and how you it's how you run it's how you run and they make it benny gets crushed by oh no he almost gets crushed but then he gets eaten by a bunch of scarab beetles because you know what the lesson is what's more important in your life or 60 billion dollars and i'm going to tell you it's 60 billion dollars a hundred percent i would much rather be rich than be alive That's that's what it comes down to. That's where we are. So then, you know, they get on their camels. They kiss on a camel. And if I I don't think that there's anything more romantic romantic. than And the smell of a camel and you they and like not showering in Egypt for a couple days. A hot camel. A hot camel after you haven't showered in the middle of the desert. And I smell so bad, just like in my in my air conditioned house. Yeah, if you've like ever walked anywhere in the middle of summer, that's imagine that times like a thousand. And it's the 30s, so there's no like mouthwash, gum. Maybe there's gum. I don't know. How bad do you think Rick's breath smelled when she kissed him in prison? I always like think about that. Ew, how about did he smell? I bet he smelled fucking good, but I like a stinky armpit. So, so I think yeah, I think that it depends on who you are because some people might be, you know, they might have been into that taint, that I, prison taint. I would have, I mean, I don't want to 
I don't want to say anything bad about Brendan, but I I would have I would have done that. I would have kissed him. Yeah, I kiss I kiss I, Bre- I kiss Brendan Fraser now. Okay. You know, I think that that's probably for the best. I think that he walks in my house right now. I'm gonna kiss him. So my like therapist talks a lot about collecting data, and I, I think that. that kissing kissing 2021 Brendan Fraser is data. You need data to figure out whether you like it or not. Wow, collecting data. That is, I really like that. I really yeah. want your therapist. I like was just about to like say his name on the podcast, but I'm not sure if that's like a great idea or if he'd love that. I think you should maybe ask him first. I think that's a good idea. Okay. Well, I mean, I have, I have nothing left to give. Like I've given it all. We didn't talk about so much, but maybe we'll talk about it next time. How we've literally talked about literally everything. So I don't think that there won't be something that we'll, that we won't cover. We'll just like, if if we did something bad, let us know. Why don't you tell people where can they find you to yell at you on the internet? You can find me just at Zach Mellon on Instagram. It's my name. Do you want to spell it? It's Z-A-C-H-M-E-L-L-E-N. It sounds like melon, like a water melon but it's not spelled that way okay i love that so yeah Zach melon. and i'm glad Easy. that nobody called me like named me walter because like i'd be walter melon and i just that's such a cute name for like your dog though i know or like a future kid or something like walt 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 melon walt melon yeah no i don't yeah, know if so I like... like come and come and yell at me tell me that all of my opinions were wrong i'd love to hear it yeah we have really thin skins and it'll hurt our feelings and but again, we're in therapy it's data we need that data i can't be paying my therapist for no reason so just scream at me we need to know if you want to reach me to yell at me you can find me on instagram at i am sloan steel also at ovirotica that's oh my erotica and i'm on twitter at sloan steel and i i think i'll start a twitter for the show that's a great idea imagine i was yeah. like you can find me at facebook um <laughs> <laughs> You can find me uh, at my AOL email address. <laughs> find me on my angel, my angel fire if website. Has made it, if anybody has made it to where they can find us at this point, <laughs> I feel. <laughs> I feel like we should go to their house and like live with them and be their friends. Cause they no, are, they're know. with us. So like, they're going to have to listen to this on like 16 rides to work. I'm going to have to like edit some of this out, but I don't, I kind of want to keep it all anyway. Well, thank you guys for listening. This has been the thank first time. So this much. is the first time Zach and I have ever spoken. And I feel like I feel yeah, like spoken with voices. Yeah. This is, I know this, this was really right. natural. Yeah. It was really natural. All right. Well, I love you. I, yeah, I think I love you. Okay. I mean, I love you. So yeah. okay. that's all we need to know. So that's all I need to know. Until next time, this is Mummy Dearest. Thanks for listening. This is Mummy Dearest. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Mummy Dearest podcast. See you next time. And remember, don't read from the Book of the Dead. Mm